0: You step out of the main marketplace of mechanical beings and steel housing taking the northeastern street you pass through the veil once again. Your world changes to a drably colored view with exaggerated features like old sketches children and adults would draw for friends and family. A young elf woman tosses a bucket of water into the street creating a puddle that an old man and his dog promptly step into and fall out of existence with a splash. A ways down the street, a makeshift crane and pulley system precariously moves an organ from a window to lower to the street level. Varus, you're looking thinner and much taller. Your tongue sticks out and wags oddly. Your ears stretch about four inches taller, and they sort of flap around. Cenotaph, the souls that are bound to you, start to swirl around you in a merry-go-round fashion, like little baubles with tails, large eyes, and goofy smiles.
1: Well, this is different.
2: This is even stranger than the last one.
1: There must be some sort of reality warping magic at play. It seems to be affecting all the quarters differently.
2: Yes, I think something is making reality thin here. Uh, can you put that in your mouth?
1: I'll, I'll, I'll tr- And she just like scrambles at her tongue. And she's like, is, is that any better?
2: It no no I, no it it's worse. Just leave it, I suppose. Uh, I wish they would stop this. He bats at the souls a little bit, like trying to get them to stop circling him.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that is. Are those all of the souls, or just some of them?
2: Just some of them. This place is. Uh. Let's start moving to the next area.
1: Okay. Oh, I think I feel another one coming on.
2: <sighs> Alright. The Cenotaph <laughs> attempts to prop you up, but you're like so much taller now <laughs> that he ha- he's having some trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she just kind of like turns into liquid because it's too toon world.
2: <laughs> oh, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's... There's a little elven girl on the side of the road, and around her neck is an eyeball, and she's holding a sign, and it says, Mr. Teddy.
2: Well, that's worrying, for several reasons.
1: There's t- Teddy's there now, and he sees her, and he's taking her aside and is talking to her alone while the others wait.
2: Odd. What does Teddy have to keep secret from the rest of them?
1: I don't know. I know. Solandra is speaking with a man. And there's a, there's a kobold that is staring her down from a strange wagon.
2: You always have to be careful about kobolds. They're tricksy, and they have clever traps. Don't underestimate them.
1: But they taste good.
2: Yeah, yeah that's fair.
1: They are, they're now inside the wagon with B-Level Girl, and she is petting a giant blue snake with many tiny legs.
2: Hmm? Is it a snake if it has tiny legs?
1: Well, is it a lizard if the legs are not supportive enough to walk?
2: Huh. I don't know.
1: Is a hot dog a sandwich?
2: <laughs> yes definitively
1: (laughs) it is breathing lightning and the wagon moves on its own they're going somewhere the girl she's talking about good mothers and the missing children this must be the quest that they are sent on
2: it's always worrisome when someone has to refer to something as good mothers
1: and there must be bad mothers
2: or the mothers aren't as good as the name
1: suggests. Uh, the, the poet is speaking now. The girl is she's asleep and... <laughs> I think you're right. Hags. They're dealing with hags.
2: Oh. I don't know if our friends will make it through this. Hags are nasty pieces of work most of the time. I've had a run-in with a night hag or two.
1: Well, hopefully they can... Oh, there is another one. I... This seems to be from earlier. Oro! I see Oro. She's my best friend from when we were cubs. Cilandra found her. She... she found my people.
2: That's excellent. You sent a message with her, didn't
1: you? I did. Oro, she's excited. She gave her my seer shard. When, when we when all of us here, are, we will become an initiates. We, uh, we are given this shard to help guide us when we are lost and increase our bonds with the world. I left mine when I went above so that she could keep it safe, and she's giving it to Salandra now.
2: Would Salandra have any use for that?
1: Well, the shards, <laughs> it's, a, it's a closely guarded Corinthia secret, but at this rate, who knows if I'll get back, but they are from what we call the Crystal of Life. It is our most sacred possession. We found it deep in the Underdark. It is what made us like this, not slathering mongrels. It is why we must go above.
2: Do you think it might be another one of those pieces?
1: Possibly. I don't know. It could be related. But there's one thing that my people know. Is that this crystal, it it can cure the world.
2: Interesting. Well, we might have to go to your people once we're done here then.
1: If we can ever escape this madhouse.
2: <sighs> I hope so. Is anything else happening?
1: No, I, I think that's it for now.
2: Well, Hags, hey, see your crystals. Our friends are certainly having an interesting time, aren't they?
1: If only they could see what we're up to.
2: I don't know whether Teddy would run away or never leave.
3: I know a couple stories of similar happenings. I've come across them, and in each one it seems that there's, at the end of them, a coven of hags responsible for children going missing.
4: Oh yes, I was just going to suggest hags next. Well that sounds fun. Have you ever
5: fought one before?
4: Yes, I have actually.
5: So like,
6: ugly old ladies?
4: That's yes. part of it. Yes, I've tussled a few hags in my time. Ugh. I don't want to hear uh, about those stories. Thank uh... you and no. They have to be awfully
5: powerful to make an eye that can see things. Are they like magic, Kate?
3: Yeah, they're, they tend to use some very dark magics, and it never turns out very well for the heroes of the story. I say we do it.
7: Yeah, you know what? We'll be fine. Uh, We got Meep on our side. Worst comes to worst, he'll just make sure that we all get out okay by charging in boldly, won't you, Meep?
4: That's right. They don't call me the hero of Hagshire for nothing. (laughs) All
6: right. You have not heard of this Hagshire. must be somewhere uh, dainty and and light. Indeed. All right, everybody. And with that note,
7: Teddy's going to start getting obliterated. And that happens. That happens. <laughs> and Meep
4: and Meep pulls out the didgeridoo.
6: Sizel like tucks the bottom of a small uh, pipe beneath his mask and by some weird geometry, he does actually start to smoke.
0: All right, so uh, Sizel is smoking. Meep is playing the didgeridoo, and Teddy's getting obliterated. Uh. Kate, what are you up to for the rest of the trip? I think I'm looking through my notebook, my storybooks, um
3: all of the stories that I've written down to try and find as much information on Hags as I can that I've written down in the past.
7: If you do it at the bar with Teddy, he will in, he he will ask you questions the entire time.
3: That's why he's probably not doing it at the bar with Teddy.
7: Oh, sad day. Alright, yeah, Teddy looks around as he realizes everyone is, like, quietly leaving the bar area except Meep and the didgeridoo, and he's just gonna fashion himself some earplugs from, like, a dish rag and keep doing his thing.
4: As Meep notices that Teddy puts earplugs in, he's going to look around and start talking to his book a little.
0: Okay. Uh, so is that sort of the extent of your guys' uh... you guys' night?
7: Eventually we will pass out. Yeah.
0: Right. Eventually. So as the as the night sort of passes and the morning comes the train conductor kind of gives you guys a sort of a a first light wake up call uh, and he says we are we're just about at our destination and he kind of points out and he says that right there ladies and gentlemen is starlight or as some other people like to call it because of where it's placed on the highway the first star on the right and straight on till morning <laughs> he says that's uh that's that's what we're doing. We're, you know, never mind. Um, but yes, that's uh... golf clap. <laughs> uh, and he says, "I, uh, it just need you guys to to get ready, and uh, we'll have you offloaded real quick, and I will be on my way."
3: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um. And Millie, Millie, how how far is it from
0: here? And as you guys are kind of pulling in, you can see that the the paths that kind of lead into the marsh are relatively close. They're like right at the edge of town. And she says, "Oh, it's mm, it's maybe a, a half hour walking from here to in the marsh." Moms are mom, the moms are waiting for us. So,
7: okay, but who like lives in Starlight then? Just curious. Just curious.
0: And she says, "There's there's a lot of people, but uh, usually the moms, you know, take care of the kids whose parents have you know either died off early or." Or who have abandoned
7: them. So it's more Sorry. of an orphanage situation out in the marsh. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Just making sure. All right, yeah. Um, so it's it's that way.
0: Uh, and she kind of points directly through town. She says, "Yep, you can you can go straight through town."
7: All right. Um, I look at the rest of the group. Anybody else forget to bring bring big old rubber boots?
4: I don't need rubber boots. Look at me.
7: Me neither.
3: Look at I... either <clears throat> the two of you forget to bring rubber boots.
6: Eh, the swamp wasn't worrying me that much.
4: I'll be honest, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Plus, I just plan on riding Milton. All right, well, Cade, would you
7: like to go with me to find some big rubber boots before we walk on into the marsh?
3: Yes, I think
7: I would. All right, we are going to go find some big rubber boots. Excuse us.
6: (laughs) And because I am going to continue to be the wonderfully sneaky son of a bitch that I am, uh, shadow, 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 shadow.
7: Alright, uh, roll I, that I'm stealth. not even gonna bother checking this time. <laughs> Holy. Yeah.
6: I
5: love stealth. Yeah, I just, I don't, don't care. I was gonna say that I'm standing there watching you all walk away if I noticed he, like, stealths away. <laughs> but no, with a 10, I do not. Damn, I'm not used to having this much stealth on our team.
4: Uh, meeple roll perception check just for fun. Okay. <laughs> uh, 16. Er, 17. All right. yeah This uh, dude is the no. shadow. God. So,
0: yeah, Sizil slips into the shadows and just disappears, following behind Teddy and Cade. I, I,
7: yeah, I just want to... I'm not even looking for anything magic. I just literally want a pair of, like, waiters or
6: something. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sizil's, Sizil's whole plan is to just chill on the sideline in the event of any trouble. Alright, okay.
7: yeah, I, I don't, we don't even, like, I don't even know if you want to go through a whole thing for this, but I do want to look at Cade while we're, like, stepping away and just be like, hey, um, it, it's really important to know stuff, and, and if you know stuff, I need you to, like, just tell us, right? Like, just be like, hey, Teddy, shut the fuck up so I can tell you this thing.
3: That I can do. If I figure anything else out, or if anything else comes to mind, I'll make sure that we know. Alright, and, uh, well, <clears throat> personal
7: question. Do you know if any rodents of unusual size live in these swamps? Roll can I make check. a check on
0: that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. We're about to Absolutely. find
3: out if they do. <laughs> Sorry, was that a history check? Yeah. We With a nine, we might be finding out later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I I can't say that I've heard of anything, um, but it is a marsh.
7: Personally, I don't believe they exist. And we go off to find boots <laughs> and quickly rejoin.
4: Now that Meep and Slaughter are somewhat alone for a little bit, he's going to say, so... I'd love to hear more about this turtle. What did he look like?
5: I already told you. We had like four hours of talk before I told you all about him. Ah, yes, I forgot. He was a pirate. He had two metal legs. Two peg legs, to be exact. Uh, Well, I say he was and had, but he's still alive. But diseases could have taken him by now. Or his ship. Oh, he's still alive, so he,
4: he he could come back at any time, like he was one of your friends. Oh god, I hope not.
5: I mean, okay, maybe, maybe. Why? Are you planning on leaving? No. A f- turtle and a frog. We are a weird group. It's <laughs> like, stares for a moment. How
4: far away is your land? Oh, quite a ways away. You've probably never heard of it. Why are you way the hell over here? Oh, I wanted to uh, get a sense of adventure and uh, share my skills with everyone. Were you always like this? Yes. And
5: Milton? Was he like actually a horse once,
4: or does he like a really a frog? Ha! <laughs> yes, Milton has always been a giant toad. I've known him since he was a wee baby.
5: Well, maybe you and the Tortle Man would get along
4: well. I do. I mean, I hope so.
5: Do you? Do you think? Milton knows how to get through a swamp better than we do
4: Oh, most likely He is from a swamp after all, as am I Alright I think we should bring it up that
5: you should lead Through the swamp
4: Uh, me lead
5: Well, you have Milton Milton would be able to track These sort of things down You'd have Millie, but yeah, You have to make sure that
7: <clears throat> I think Teddy and, and we probably walk back by now it, it shouldn't be too hard to find boots, right? so we can, like, proceed. I think that Meep should definitely go first. Um, you know, just in case I'm sure that he's most prepared to deal with any dangers or traps. Right? Or anything that might be in front of us. So, Meep, and I trust you to lead the way. You have
5: a 10-foot pole.
4: I also have a 10-foot lance, and he slaps the lance on the side of Milton. And you know what, Theodore? Yes, you're probably right. That's not my name. <laughs> 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 I... Warm up a little bit to
7: me. Mm. No, for real though, like, Theodore is no part of my name. I just want to establish that, but whatever. Um, I slip on the big rubber boots. I'm ready to go.
4: Hi-ho, Milton! Away! And he, mil- mil- um, he makes his way into the swamp, I guess. Look around. I whisper. Where's
6: Sazzle? Huh. Right here. Fuck! Suddenly,
0: suddenly behind you. God,
6: you're sneaky. Just sm- smiling contently to
0: himself beneath his mask. Uh, so as everyone is walking away, Sizil, you feel... Actually, what is, what is Sizil... Is Sizil wearing a cape? Presently, he's
6: wearing, like, um, uh, a cloak over that would drape down to about his waist, but on the backside would drape down to about the back of his knees. It's kind of like a with, with a cowl that's down right now. Kind of like a cloak, cloak, cape thing hybrid going on here.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so as everyone kind of turns to start walking towards the marsh, uh, you feel a tug on your on your cape. Sizel stops and just kind of just tur- turns and looks over his shoulder. What what's caught on his cape? So explain to us the first mask that Sizel has ever worn.
6: Um, I'd say the first mask that Sizel would have been introduced to would have been a, like, a half-mask. Um, he would have worn it, it was very brief, almost like a, uh, leather brown that would drape. Almost like 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 an old superhero mask, uh, originally to try to cover up bits of his face before eventually growing into his, 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 the one that he has.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so as you turn around, you actually see a young boy with stark white eyes. And it looks like he's wearing your original mask. And he's kind of holding tightly onto your, onto your robe. And he's staring you dead in the eyes. Sizel is very shaken by this and
6: j- is just tries to tug his cloak out and says, What, in,
0: wh- what manner of shadow are you? And he, and he takes off the mask and he has Sizel's face from when he's younger. He says, I am no shadow. And he kind of flicks your, your robe a little bit, just enough that it gets into your eyes. And as the robe comes down, he's gone.
6: Sizel just does like that, that th- a 360, trying to find this, this small boy again, going, what? It just, it can't have, I, I mean, was, was that me? But I'm, it can't have been.
4: What? Quiet back there, minion. We need absolute silence in this here swamp.
6: Sizzle has that face of just, oh no, you did not.
7: But we can't see that face yeah. because you're wearing a mask.
6: I'm also going to just, he just turns around and does his best to hustle back up to the group. Just kind of muttering to himself beneath his mask and just confusion and a little bit of just, that's not a good omen.
4: Uh, and at this point, Meep's going to grab the lance off the side of Milton and hold it in his hand. Little grown hands
7: Follow, I think we can just follow out of town at this point Unless anyone has anything else mm-hmm. I'm good to follow yeah. Alright, Salander, you good? Oh yeah Alright, yeah. let's get this show on the road
0: Alright, uh, so as you guys are sort of traveling through the uh, through the marsh um, Millie is sort of kind of pointing the way and, uh, and kind of showing you guys where you need to go Can
7: she ride on Milton with Meep? Meep, is that okay? Can she ride on Milton with
4: you? Of course
7: Fan artists Go. <laughs>
4: uh, is she wrapping her arms around Milton or Meep though?
7: Let's know. I, can I just recommend against that?
4: Well, I'm just asking how she's holding on to.
6: I think Milton. she will
4: probably be. Um, Elves are dexterous.
6: I was gonna say yeah. I envision either like either like a uh, a piggyback or on his shoulders at the very tip top maximum height.
0: <laughs> like more on his head than his back. Yeah. I'd say I'd say that's probably probably pretty uh, pretty accurate.
7: All right, so dangling her legs over Milton's head, I love this image. Yeah. All right, and we all follow behind her.
0: Okay. Uh. So yeah, after after a bit of travel, you're basically traveling for about a day or a day's worth of of travel through kind of rough terrain. So you make it about as half as far as you as you would expect to if it wasn't rough. Um. Uh. So yeah, you guys you guys make it about. Uh, um, about halfway to uh, the base of the mountain. And you can see, kind of in the in the distance, a couple hours away, there kind of lights through the trees. Uh, now you guys can decide whether you want to take the extra time and hit those lights, or whether you want to rest.
4: I think we should hit the lights. These children can't wait for us to save them forever.
0: Uh,
6: Meep does make a... Surprisingly strong point. Yeah. Besides, I pr- I pr- I prefer the cover of darkness anyway.
7: Let's hit the lights, I guess.
6: Uh, Seizel's gonna take a moment to kind of like cast, Prestidigitation on his on his very thin boots, and then maybe clean up anybody else's as well.
7: Oh, Teddy's still wearing like giant rubber waders that go like up to his knees. He's not taking those off until we're out of the marsh.
6: Yeah, but mud splashes.
7: Any other pre encounter spells that we want to do?
4: Yeah, Milkin. Our meme's going to cast dissonant whispers on Teddy. No, he's not. <laughs>
3: um, we're pressing on. Is that right? I believe so.
6: Yep. Sizel kind of wants to come up to come up to uh, beside Lady Solandra at one point, and he's just kind of just just just, just kind of leaning to her direction, going, "Um, m- milady, I have a." Kind of a, a strange manner of question, if I may. Proceed, servant. He kind of raises a finger. First off, um... Accompany... I'm kidding. I'm Accom... just kidding. Thank you. Um, how versed would you say you are in portents and omens?
5: Very. And she pulls out her little bag of, uh... uh like her seer's bag of juju.
6: Excellent. Um, what would you say... Uh, Per chance of, um, well, seeing a vision of yourself. Are you asking me if I
5: have or if I'm interested in seeing one?
6: Let's let's say, theoretically, one is walking through a strange new world, per se, and they would encounter uh, maybe not an instance, but maybe a vision, at least you think it's a vision, of a younger version of yourself that seems rather off
5: well teddy sometimes tells me that but only when he's drinking and then we have this deep philosophical discussions about you know but that's not you you have you suffered any head trauma lately um well i met Meep. hmm um do you want to roll the bones let's go with i'm gonna cast augury all right roll them bones Alrighty, uh, so yeah, it's up to you, Mr. GM. Wheel woe or nothing, or wheel or woe, both good and bad.
0: A little bit of woe, maybe a lot bit of woe.
6: Hmm,
5: it, do you know who the Storm Lord is?
6: I, I do not.
5: Not often will he give me bad omens, and I'm not seeing things that are very good. I don't know what you saw, but, um, I would watch out for it again. Make sure you aren't caught unawares.
6: Thank you, m'lady. I'm. I can definitely say put at ease, at least with your knowledge, but the situation does make me even still uneasy. Well,
5: come to me if you need the Stormlord's protection. I will do what I
6: can. I am only hoping that the uh, shadows will guide me on my own path as well. He kind of just trudges along now.
0: Uh, Teddy, please roll me a perception. (laughs) Thirteen. Okay. Uh, As you guys are sort of, like, trudging along, about, like, twenty feet in front of you, you see something relatively large kind of run from a bush, from one bush to another, to another. And the one thing that you kind of get out of what's hitting each bush Mm -hmm. is this super long nasty looking tail and it's not coming from anywhere but like things are things are kind of shuffling around and you hear like a bit of a you hear a bit of a squeak uh, that's a little louder and deeper than what you would be expecting to hear generally mm-hmm. but yeah that's uh stop that's what you get out of that <laughs> stop
7: everyone Stop what is it, what is it Theodore on. shut up get your shit ready and Teddy pulls out his uh, <laughs> his hammer there's something fucking out here
4: yeah that's right um, I don't know what you're talking they about meet. I got
7: there's, Teddy just keeps going there's something out here I can hear you I can see you moving around so you better show up before it gets bad are you
4: just it, it, what if it's just a very large rat Teddy
7: then I'm gonna fucking hit it with my hammer what the hell do you think is gonna happen
4: I'm presuming
6: that there are a couple of like maybe dead trees kind of nearby. Yeah, absolutely. I want to cast light on like the highest branch of one of these trees.
0: Okay. Um. So yeah, it uh, actually. How does? How much does light illuminate?
6: Uh, it illuminates twenty feet of bright light with an additional twenty feet of dim light. Uh.
0: Okay. Okay. So as you guys as that bright light. Uh, sort of, kind of comes out.
6: I would also like to say that the uh, I'm creating a uh, a comforting, uh, uh, lightly tinted violet violet light.
0: Okay. Uh, so as that light kind of comes out, you start to see kind of the ref- a bit of a reflection coming from the bushes, and as that reflection kind of hits, breaking from the bushes and heading in your guys' direction is a giant rat.
7: Fucking rodents of unusual size. I knew
3: it! I think there are rodents of unusual size here. <laughs> <What are> you...
6: <laughs> Very astute observation there, Mr. Scholar. Very
7: well-timed.
6: Uh, so what do you guys do? Roll initiative.
0: I don't know. <laughs> hit it? I hit it. Okay. I hit it. Yep. You hit it? Okay, roll to hit it. Roll roll your first attack. Because Teddy gets three. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yeah, I would say all of those would have been a hit, and as you swing their first time, your maul goes straight through it, and Jeez. the illusion disappears. Alright,
7: now, now, with that knowledge armed, can I Thor that shit, and just let it go like a baseball? <laughs>
0: Let your, I just your yeah,
7: so like if I'm if I'm mid swing and it passes through nothing, mm-hmm. I feel like the realization here is son of a bitch, <laughs> and yep. I'm just gonna casually, quote unquote, lose my grip, <laughs> <laughs> as
4: and like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Mo- yep. momentum's a bitch.
4: Momentum's a bitch. Oh, as- interesting. It looked like it might have been an illusion.
7: Yeah, you, uh, I think alright, look, real talk. I'm throwing the hammer at me <laughs> Sorry, we could throw it above his head. We could throw it above his head, but like Yeah, I think Teddy knows well enough that if someone's giving him shit before an illusion happens, they're probably the person that casts the illusion. And I think I would just want to throw the hammer like off to the side as a warning shot. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, I'm just going to use your second attack for that. All right.
7: Uh, I don't want to hit him. I don't want to hit him or Milton. I want to be clear. It's a a warning shot up Um, his nose. (laughs)
0: I would, I would say that like your, your throw kind of like very closely skims by his nose, uh, and just you know maybe like tings off of his, uh, off his helmet a little bit, ruffles the feathers of the plume. Just ruffles the feathers a bit, yeah. Careful!
4: You almost hit the little child.
7: Yeah, And I'm just gonna go, Teddy's gonna go collect his hammer and, and take, just drain one of his flasks as he does that. Just gone. I think you need to compose
4: yourself, Theodore. You are the leader of this group. Keep walking to the light. And <laughs> Meep, while laughing to himself, continues on towards the light with Milton. I'd like to, I'm gonna, I'm
6: gonna, I'm gonna snuff out my light as we carry on.
0: Uh, so yeah, as you guys kind of get through the brush and uh, kind of the rest of the junk kind of nestled into a bit of a cave with a with a relatively large overhang is this big old a little bit rundown house and there are lights on in all of the upper floors and a single light on in what you might expect to be the kitchen uh, and the door is is being propped open uh, and oh and and Millie just says ah that's that's home. It's, that's where the mothers live. It
4: looks like quite a shithole.
0: I, I mean, it's, All right. it's not the it's best, lovely. it's home.
4: It's
7: lovely. Remember, dear, Meep probably lives in a rotten tree stump.
5: Don't listen
4: to him. Let's go on in. <laughs> I actually live in an ornate marble palace, but thank you.
6: Mm-hmm. Sure you do. And Seizel's just like, nope, nope, no. And no,
7: and we just Alright, Millie, why don't you introduce us to your mamas?
0: Alright, so she she walks in the door and she says, uh, Mama, Mama Solia, you guys, are you guys here? And uh, you guys sort of hear like creaking from chairs from the other rooms and you hear, start hearing whispers and people kind of talking to each other and, sister, they're here Oh, they're here and they and they brought the frog one Oh, oh, and they brought the one that that looks like water and and the one that has stories i want to hear all of his stories and the one that wears the mask he's interesting interesting hey everyone welcome back to chef's night it's our 16th episode and we're into the second part of our second season the children of the marsh as always, we want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana, for all your DICE needs, offering monthly subscriptions and more, including a sweet option to help donate to school D&D clubs in Canada. You should definitely check them out. As is customary, we want to give a shout-out to our fantastic cast, because they're so great. To Jordan and Phil for coming to hang out with us. They don't have their own projects yet, but we definitely love having the guys on the show. Andrew from The Basement Guild, Steve from Class's Characters, and and Justin from Mimics and Monstrosities. Those guys have streams and shows of their own that we always provide in the show notes. Also, we can't forget Jesse of DM's Vancouver and Kayla with DM's Test Kitchen who have the recurring roles in our recaps. Kayla is also involved in the scoring of the podcast and our absolutely fantastic cover art. We want to send a shout-out to our friend Josie who provided the intro music, and if you love the soundtrack that I've created for the show, we have a Patreon. It's one of the rewards for helping us along if you want to subscribe to that. Remember to hit up our socials if you want to keep up to date with us. We primarily, we're primarily primarily active on Twitter, but we also love to interact on, on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at DMStestKitchen.com. You can request shoutouts or help us by clicking the donate button over there. That said, the best way to come and help us is by telling people about us. Tell your friends or family if you think this is their jam. Lastly, if you have the time, please, please, please take a second to rate us on iTunes. It really helps us get seen over here. Our next episode is on August 1st, so stay tuned. I'll let you back to the main course.
4: Milton and Neep start backing away from the house.
0: <laughs> and and the boy from the tunnel
4: grinning wickedly oh.
7: oh what's wrong brave sir meep let's go on in and meet the nice ladies shall we and uh, stride up to the door
0: and as you guys sort of as you guys kind of come in you see that there are three hags with very big welcoming grins on their face we're so glad you're here yes so very glad so so glad the one thing that you guys do notice is that as they kind of, they open their eyes and their eyes are kind of like clear glass orbs. Uh, have you seen that condition when like, um, there's a certain type of owl that will go blind, but the inside of their eyes look like constellations? Yeah, Their eyes, all all of their eyes look like that when they open them.
6: Once again, Seizel is
0: very off-put. And then they say, oh, Millie, can you can you give us our eye? Can you give us the event? And uh, and Millie sort of takes it off and places it in uh, Solia's hand. And she says, we have, I I guess it would be easier if uh, you guys kind of stood around and we could impart our information, our, our story to you.
7: Uh, um, well before we get into any kinda mind meld territory, uh it's real nice to meet the three of you lovely ladies. Uh I'm Teddy, and this here is the rest of the gang. And I like point to everybody else.
4: Uh hello, I am
7: Sir Me.
6: Yes he is, and the next one is. Sizel's kinda strolling. He's actually gonna reach up and he's gonna remove his mask because he doesn't think it's gonna be necessary. Um, you may you may call me Sizel, um, and he's gonna go find like a a nice shadowy corner to just kind of just stand in,
0: and uh, and one of the one of them says, oh, he removed his mask. We like it when he removes his mask.
6: That does not make him any less uneasy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kate will step up next and give a a curt, um, nice little half bow, and introduce
0: himself. Oh, Kate, we really like your stories. We love your love your ingenuity in your and your thirst for knowledge. It's so, so refreshing.
3: Why, thank you.
5: And I am Mistwave, priestess of the Stormlord.
0: And they both, all of them kind of get excited and they say, Oh, you're from the ocean. You're from the water plane. It's been... Yes. Well, I can't say we've ever met someone from there before. It is quite the pleasure.
5: Thank you.
7: Uh Um... Yeah, and that is, uh, that is the team. Um, so we're here to help. So you were talking about showing us a thing.
0: Ah, yes, 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 absolutely. And she says, please, please come. It might be easier if you stand around the kitchen table. Uh, and you see kind of, like, a a kitchen table in the, in the center of, it, like, a dining area. And it's, like, old and beaten. It looks like it hasn't been used in forever. Uh, and one of them, and they start kind of, like, tussling over the eye a little bit and one of them says oh for god's sakes we just need to put it on the fucking table and they like one of them slaps it out of their the other's hand and it hits the table and as it hits the table uh the eye sort of like spins and points straight up and flashes Uh, and as it flashes the room disappears Uh, and as the room disappears you guys are transported on top of what seems like a mountain. And on top of this mountain is a relatively new, uh, well-kept home that sort of overlooks, from what you guys can see, actually, uh, Siddhis County. You can even see Luxumbra in the background. And kind of seeing things from like a top-down point of view, you can see the three sisters uh, taking care of probably about 30... Forty orphan children. Um, this house is big enough to house all of them. And one of the sisters says, "This is this was our home. Not too far from here, just on top of the just on top of the mountain. We lived there for quite a few years, until about a couple until about two weeks ago." Uh, and as as you guys are sort of kind of watching this whole scene go by in what seems to be kind of a fast motion scenario. Uh, dark misty clouds start to form around the house Uh, and this dark mist that Teddy and Solandra, you guys are relatively familiar with the look of Uh, and three women kind of walk in they don't look too far different from the three that are looking that you're looking at right now Uh, but you can tell that they are indeed different and they have their own eye that they're kind of fighting over uh, and they are and they're steaming with this black this black mist and as they as they kind of wander in they start passing the eye back and forth to each one as they each get close to a child and the eye flashes a bright white streak kind of in a horizontal motion and each child sort of lights up with this black mist. These, these are the, these are the hangs. They are our sisters from another place. They are their own coven. And while our eye, the event, is able to show you different times, different memories, their eye, the horizon, seems to change things. Seems to. Mm, seems to infect. And this is what they've done. They've, They've infected our children and stole them. They've infected the home. And the only one that we were able to save is little Millie here. There are two things that we need your help with. It's getting our children back and either destroying or retrieving the Horizon, which is basically the sister to our eye. And then we can either destroy it ourselves or, you know, as uh, as we requested, this is this is why you are here. Can we ask questions in this space? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Point of order:
7: If you had your eye, which you refer to as the event, and you had their eye, which is the horizon, and you put them into a face, those eyes would be the event horizon, would they not?
0: And she she kind of chuckles and she says, "Oh, we could. Two eyes cannot be used by." a a single person, well, at least not two hags eyes.
7: God damn it. I was trying to avoid making this joke earlier. I really didn't want to do it. So I was like, that's going to break the feel. But nope, there it is. All right. <laughs> All right.
0: And she and she says, but... And, and she gives you a bit of a wink and she says, but these eyes can be combined into what you just yeah, said. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, and she says, but it becomes something... Much more dangerous. It would be wiser to destroy probably both of our eyes um, than it would be to keep either one of them.
6: All right. I'd say for this whole this whole like viewing of this of this event, Sizel's hands are like his his head is slightly lowered so that you can't see the emotion in his eyes, and his fists are just white knuckle grip because he doesn't like seeing shit happen to kids. I'm in.
4: Yeah, nobody wants to see no bad coming to no kids. we i think we're all in. Um, let's just say someone wanted to stay behind and uh, make sure everything was kosher back here—that the that these hags didn't end up, you know, coming back to this house.
5: How dare you <clears throat> leave Milton
7: here? No, 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 no. I think <laughs> this works out. Teddy grins wickedly back at the sisters. You know, I've heard you can do some amazing things with uh, frog legs and stew.
4: I uh, wasn't talking about me. I was talking about you, Theodore. I'm gonna
7: continue to ignore that. <clears throat> so they—the house that they infected—is up on the mountain.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. All right. The um, it's uh, it's a bit of a jaunt from here, but um, you know, once you uh, once you get up there, you will definitely know it.
6: That black mist. What does it do? What is it?
0: Hmm. Well. It's been some time since we've encountered it, but maybe Teddy or Cilandra might be able to help you out and give you a bit of more of a pointed answer.
6: Sizzle's eyes immediately like zero in on Teddy.
7: I'm not good with magic stuff. Ask Cilandra. What do you need to do?
6: Wanting to know about the uh, the black mist. He's he he's very like game mode now. Um does that have anything to
5: do with the, uh... Sorry, the autumn death?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh...
5: We've run into a couple of people like that before. Um... Also, it could be... The plague that... Has kind of taken some little bits and pieces of the overworld. Overall, it's bad. Um... It can be cleansed. And I'll kind of, like, show the little jewel that we found. The moon shard. Uh... You can use things like this to cleanse the area. Um, but that's about as much as we really know. I mean, we found some people who kind of know more and they're researching it, but...
7: Yeah, al- alarmed by I mean, this. are we? Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we saying that we got an infection in the in the Underdark?
5: I think so. Either that or... Fuck! Someone
0: brought it down on purpose. Uh, and, and one of the says, well... I mean, it would stand to reason that it might be down here already. It's been a couple of weeks since, since you guys came back. Am I, am I wrong? No, no, you're right. Uh, and it's been a very, 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 very long time since we've seen our sisters. And, well, I think it might have been well before you guys came down. So it's a very good possibility that people are bringing it down now.
6: So in a sense, you might have said that, uh, Teddy and Salandra and the rest of their friends left the door open as they left.
5: Uh, no, it was broken. Like, the door was basically blown off the house as we approached the house. As we got back. I see.
7: And I would assume, look, I am not the government type here, and I would assume that it would be a good point of order to guard that door. Uh, 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 Riot?
5: Oh. I think, yes. Yeah, so- I would be pretty certain Zalandra would know that there's some sort of, like, council activity in that sort of area.
7: I mean, like, they had mm-hmm. to put, like, yeah. a
5: checkpoint at the door, right? Like, yeah. there's a checkpoint or something.
7: something.
0: Yeah, there is. there is definitely people guarding the exit, at least in that area. At least of the exit you guys know about, is what I'm saying.
5: Do you know of any alternate ways into your old home? Something that they wouldn't see coming?
0: Well, there is a cave about halfway up the mountain is a bit of a stretch to get to. Not dangerous, per se. It's just a little off the beaten path. And it would be... uh, It would actually lead you right into the the cellar of the building.
4: Um, I have a question. Yes? And Meep is going to shakily approach one of the hags. Doesn't matter which one. And he pulls out his book. He rips a piece of paper from it. And he goes, Um, if you'd kindly... Whisper to me what question, the answer to the question on this piece of paper. I'm afraid, I don't know if you understand. Grung, so I'm, I'm, I just wrote this in common for you. And uh, he hands them a note that I'm sending to you right now.
0: Okay, and she says, the last we saw, he disappeared somewhere in the ocean above. Um, all right, thank you. Thank you. Solia kind of picks up the eye and looks at Teddy and Solandra and says we don't do this often and if this gets if this gets destroyed our power is gone but it is worth it to get our children back uh, and she hands over the eye and she says if there's any way that you think you might be able to use this when you go up there please take it uh.
5: Cilandra backs away. I'm not touching nothing again.
7: Yeah, um, that is a very generous offer, but I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't think either of us. I don't know. I want to speak for you, Cilandra, but I can definitely say that I am not comfortable taking that in any way, shape, or form. And 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 I don't. I don't think any of the three of them are either. I think this is Teddy's first major executive decision. That that should probably just stay here.
0: Uh, okay. That that's totally fair
7: I uh, Salandri, you got any objections <laughs> to that you good with that
5: I'm perfectly fine
7: yeah with that. y'all just go on and keep that
0: okay we can we can do that uh, and and they say they're, they're trying to think and they I don't know if there's any other way that we might be able to help you on your on your mission but um,
5: just point of order, though. Do we need this to destroy them? Because if we need it... I would say probably Yeah, and if
0: we like
7: take this, like, all your power is gonna go away if it doesn't come back, right? That's my understanding of the situation.
0: They say, well, we won't be able to see if it gets destroyed and we definitely will not be able to impart memories how we just did. If it does, it doesn't destroy our ability to use magic, though.
7: It's just a super useful thing. Yeah. Uh uh. uh, 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 uh Alright, Team Huddle, hang on. He'll hang it. on. Everybody everybody come here for a second. I literally want to grab everybody in the team huddle, making sure to not touch meep on the skin.
4: I will carry this burden. Alright. <laughs> uh
6: uh uh Seizel immediately gets very concerned and starts ruffling through his bag for his mask. I just
7: want to be clear to everybody, there is no way that even if we do take this that we are gonna give it to meep. Alright, I'm getting strong hints here that we may need this to do some stuff. We may need it to, like, open some doors or get through some puzzles or something. Like, I don't know here. I'm getting strong vibes that we might need it for some reason, and we can just try to keep it safe, right? Like,
6: I, I feel like such magics may give us insight into maybe secrets that I mean, they might not be willing to place forthwith.
4: Or it's a cursed item that'll kill every single one or of us. Or it's a cursed item.
5: Well, Kate, you know arcane energies better than we do. Well, for the most part. What do you think, Cade? Do you want it to keep it safe?
0: Uh,
3: I'd rather have it and not need it, but I don't want to be the one to carry it.
4: <laughs> I volunteer. I I'll do All right. it. Sizel. I'm uh, I'm quite uh, I'm quite experienced in carrying cursed artifacts. Uh.
6: If necessary, I will ha- happily bear the burden. Therefore, oh, no. I, can, I can keep it out of harm's Nobody reach. Nobody else wants to, so. Fuck.
7: Teddy just gets out of the huddle and pulls, like, a leather bag out of his pocket. Just just put it in here. Fuck.
0: And she plops it into your leather bag.
7: Which I put back into my pocket. <laughs> Giving that, like, Ugh, and, <laughs> shiver. <laughs> yeah, like, really uncomfortable with the weight of it. Ugh. All right. Thank you. I we will take whatever help we can get. This seems like a do or death situation, so we shouldn't be complaining. We will do our best to make sure that it comes back. I really wish I did not have your eye in my pocket.
0: And they say, Well, think about how you've f- how you'd feel if you had to fight over it with two other people.
7: Alright then. Um you said that cave was about halfway up the mountain, right?
0: Yeah, about about halfway up the mountain.
7: Okay. Millie? ladies have yourself a fine one we will hopefully be back soon uh I have no polite way to end this conversation and he's just gonna leave <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and Millie is just gonna kind of wave okay thanks for coming Mr. Teddy we'll see you soon
4: is there any way is there any way Meep can wait until everyone's outside
0: yeah if you want to be like the last person out no one's sure. checking to make sure fantastic
6: Sizel's gonna be the second to last one to leave. He's just gonna look at Meep very suspiciously and then proceed out. Yeah, Kate's not waiting for anybody.
7: Yeah, I wanna see... By the way, can I find, like, a box to put this in? Like, I don't want the chance that this thing gets, like, crushed or whatever. I'm gonna put it in the same box as the
4: paints. Okay. Uh, so as everyone... As everyone leaves the hut, Meep's gonna look at the witches, or the hags, so sort of, like, make sure no one's within here listening distance... And he's gonna say, "Thank you for telling me where the turtle is." And he gives them a bow and leaves the house.
0: And the and the three sisters kind of just chuckle a little bit and says, "It was our pleasure."
4: Have a safe one. And he steps outside and goes, "Well then, everyone, I think it's time we uh go slice some hags." Let's hop to it, hitter patter. Finding
6: this mountain seems will be
4: and he. And he climbs on top of Milton
7: And I think, yeah, after Gingerly Placing the eye in the box then Teddy will follow Milton and Meep Into the swamp mountain Cilantro will follow Alright It's probably getting late in the day We should probably like, actually We should probably like camp here for the night, shouldn't we?
0: That's probably, it's probably a good call
7: Yeah, so actually as Meep is riding off Into the swamp then a- Actually Meep, hang on, I think we should probably Crash here for the night and teddy is going to go back in and negotiate with uh the the three good moms that can we just like sleep here and i'm going to give them their eye back for the night
0: okay uh they as you you just like kind of poke your head back in the in the door yeah
7: actually um you know we started to leave and then we realized it's getting kind of late and like we got tents and stuff we could just like sleep outside is that is that good or you know can we just crash here
0: we, we have plenty of room. You can you can sleep inside
7: if you like. Just doesn't even respond, looks back outside. We don't need to set up the tents. All right, we could, we, we could crash here.
4: That's all right. Me and Milton are going to sleep in the swamp, in the water. Feels
6: right. And Teddy just walks inside. Sizel's going to find, like, a comfortable spot on, like, the porch. And is just going to just cover himself, his, his lap with a blanket, and just lean up against the, the, the wall of the hut because somebody's got to keep something of a watch besides me. <laughs>
0: Alright, so you guys are settled for the night? Kate
7: and Solange coming in with yep, Teddy. Yep, 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 yep.
3: Yeah, uh, maybe Kate's just on the inside of the door um, sitting up against the, the inside.
7: Oh, we're going to party uh, in here. Teddy's immediately going to like ask him what they <laughs> drink.
5: Before we all head in, uh, Solange will just turn to the new recruits and do be- want to see how I pray to my god and she'll cast a lightning storm and brew like an intense torrential rain for the night